Higher weight people have best hip surgery outcomes in new study. This is the Weight in Healthcare newsletter. If you appreciate the content here, please consider supporting the newsletter by subscribing and or sharing at weightinhealthcare.com. I've previously written a series about fat people and joint health, including joint pain, osteoarthritis, and resources to fight BMI-based joint surgery denials. I've added a new resource to the list thanks to Dr. Greg Dodell, who let me know about this new study. Before I get into this particular study, I want to offer a reminder that even if higher weight people didn't have the same outcomes as thin people, one, that wouldn't mean the patient's weight is the problem. There are any number of confounding variables, including the impact of weight cycling on the patient, practitioner weight bias impacting the procedure, structural weight stigma impacting the procedure, including tools, best practices, and other medical equipment being developed for thin bodies and often to the exclusion of fat bodies, and the impact of patients trying to lose weight prior to the surgery and going into surgery unnourished. Two, that wouldn't make weight loss the correct next step. First of all, because it's highly unlikely to work. And second of all, because it's possible that the weight loss attempt, even if it is successful in the short term, could negatively impact surgical outcomes, as shown in other studies. Three, that shouldn't automatically be a reason for denying the surgery. The idea that fat people only deserve health care if they have the same outcomes as thinner people is based in weight stigma. It also means that the ways that the healthcare system fails to support and accommodate fat people then gets taken out on fat people, then subsequently used to justify more exclusion of fat people from care. Fat people getting a surgery to reduce pain or improve quality of life is a worthy goal, even if there might be more complications or different outcomes. If there is actually a higher risk for higher weight people, and that would require good, unbiased research to detect, then first and foremost, we should get better at performing surgeries and aftercare on fat patients, and in the meantime, the risk should be communicated accurately to the patient, and then the patient should be allowed to make the choice. I want to note that that would also require systemic changes to the way that surgeons' performance and statistics are judged so that they aren't encouraged to cherry-pick the easiest cases and deny care to those who might be, or whom they perceive might be, at greater risk for complications. With all that said, let's look at this study. Differential impacts of body mass index in hip arthroscopy. Quote, obesity does not impact outcomes. By Surrey et al. This study reviewed the medical records of 459 patients who had undergone hip arthroscopy at a single facility from 2008 to 2016. They divided the patients into BMI-based weight categories of quote underweight, quote normal weight, quote overweight, and quote obese. Note that the entire idea of categorizing people by BMI is unscientific and harmful. Then they looked at their rates of improvement at one and two years after surgery. They utilized three metrics. The Harris Hip Score, HHS, which considers pain, function, absence of deformity, and range of motion. The Physical Component Score from the 12-Item Short Form Survey, or PCS-12. And the Mental Component Score from the 12-Item Short Form Survey, or MCS-12. They found that, quote, at one and two years postoperatively, all cohorts experienced statistically significant improvements in the HHS and PCS-12. At three years postoperatively, statistically significant improvements were seen in the HHS for all cohorts, in the PCS-12 for the quote normal weight, quote overweight, and quote obese cohorts, and in the MCS-12 for the normal weight cohort. Intercohort differences were not statistically significant at one, two, or three years postoperatively, end quote. They concluded, quote, in our population, BMI did not have statistically significant effects on patient outcome scores following hip arthroscopy. All patient cohorts showed postoperative improvements and differences between BMI cohorts were not statistically significant at any postoperative time point, end quote. 
Statistical significance is a measure of how likely it is that the effect was due to the intervention rather than by chance. And I do have a more detailed uh, explanation in another piece on weight and health care. Interestingly, in follow-up three years after surgery, which was the longest follow-up, the quote obese group had the highest overall score on all three instruments, followed by the quote overweight group, then the quote normal weight group with the quote underweight group showing the lowest overall improvement. There are limitations to the study, including the small sample size, the relatively short follow-up, and the lack of information about resurgery rates. Still, this finding is important because, as the study authors point out, quote, the goals of hip arthroscopy are to alleviate symptoms, improve hip function, and delay the progression of hip osteoarthritis, end quote. So, if this surgery is denied based on BMI, then it would be expected that the patient's symptoms would continue to worsen, possibly leading to the need for a total hip replacement, which is even more likely to be denied based on BMI. This leaves fat patients with completely unnecessary pain, suffering, and mobility issues. Again, even if higher weight people had worse outcomes, reducing their symptoms, improving their hip function, and delaying the progression of hip osteoarthritis would still be worthy goals, and fat people would still deserve surgery. And again, this study has significant limitations. And regardless of the results, people of all sizes deserve health care. Still, it's often suggested that all the research supports the narrative of higher weight people having worse surgical outcomes. And it's important that misinformation and commonly held misbeliefs in healthcare be challenged. Did you find this post helpful? You can subscribe for free to get future posts delivered direct to your inbox or choose a paid subscription to support the newsletter and get special benefits. Go to weightandhealthcare.com and click subscribe.